1: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30
0: a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Yotis B, Sport is back. is here. Hi, Stu.
2: Hey, B. Uh, how's it going?
0: Oh, I've missed that. John's here. Hi, John. Hello, Brandon. Hello,
2: Stu. How are you? John, we're great. Doing well. We're great, John.
0: As you know, we like to start off with a song parody. So oh, buckle no. up, here we go. I didn't know we
2: had one of these.
0: It's been six weeks since we did a show. I... That's all I got. I'm sorry, oh, I do not actually okay. have it. <laughs> <Okay>. Oh man. <laughs> nope, I had nothing there. Shoot, actually, I didn't think about it till just now. I should have done a goddamn one-week parody. Yeah. Just we don't have enough the...
1: time. We don't have enough time to do the show, but we've got all the time in the world for song parodies.
0: <laughs> so I'm actually too busy to record. That has only worked yeah. for
2: in, in the history of the world. The only person that's ever worked for is Weird Al Yankovic. It's
0: true. Yeah, it's terrible for everybody else, mm-hmm. including us. Including us. Yep, we did get some. We did get a couple likes out of it, though. Oh yeah, Probably three or power, four. Got comments. some power likes. Power likes. <laughs> I loved it.
1: We set a new
2: sport of record
1: with two likes.
0: Yeah. And one of that them was wasn't nice.
2: wade. So that was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> non-wade likes. Yeah. Those are so hard in this industry. Yes. It's so hard that's, to get a non-wade like. That's our
1: key med- our key metric that we present to advertisers <laughs> is non-wade likes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep, in our in our forward-looking annual plan for next year with our metrics and KPIs, that's one of the <laughs> that's one of the keys. Just trying to differentiate, disrupt the, the industry. Um, speaking of disrupting the industry, I was thinking that this is a sports show and we should talk football. A sure. Everybody weird... loves football. Yeah, totally. That's good shit. Um, okay, so this is our world famous uh, 23.5% of the way through the season review of the Vikings. It's not good. It's not it's, good. It's Stu, like, is it already over?
2: It's not already over, but uh, you can like see the vultures circling. Um, if they lose this week, it is over. You cannot lose to the Detroit lions. Um, The uh, Seattle game maybe gave people a false sense of optimism that they had righted the ship. Um, But the Seattle defense, literally the worst, one of the worst defenses, especially Seattle used to have a great defense. And Mm -hmm. the entire game, Justin Jefferson was 15 yards open the entire game. (laughs) I, don't know how Tyler Conklin was open that much the entire game and he's like the backup tight end so I think Mm -hmm. that maybe gave people a false sense of hope going into Cleveland and oh my god Um, there is a clip out there of uh, Miles Garrett the uh, mutant uh, defense player for uh, Cleveland uh, just throwing Rashad Hill around like a dog with a rag doll, basically, just... <laughs> and they even said it to the Benny Hill music, which is the appropriate soundtrack. Um, just, and obviously with that kind of pressure, Kirk Cousins, not one of those guys who's good at improvising, he's just good at, well, being Kirk Cousins, so the end he result... He not make
1: a whole lot of plays with his
2: feet. No, no, I, yeah, I mean when you decide not to cover anybody like Seattle did, which is a very strange choice, um, Kirk Cousins can play really well. Um, But when you don't do that, then you have Kirk Cousins at a marked disadvantage because he's Kirk Cousins. So I don't think it's over, Brandon, but uh, while we can see what the flaws are, which is still the offensive line, um, and... The quarter, the limitations of the quarterback, um, mm. and man, I
0: isn't just, the defense bad now? Uh, th-
2: they were bad against a very good Arizona team.
0: Right, um, that's true. They um, are good.
2: The, the secondary, I think, is still shaky as hell. If Baker Mayfield, who was the best player for the Vikings on Sunday, if he had yeah. connected with Odell Oof. Beckham, any. Twice of the five times he was wide open behind the secondary, it would have been a much different game. Um, uh-huh. And I think maybe, I mean, I mean, it's already bleak, but it would have been bleaker. So, um, yeah, the defense, I mean, Daniil Hunter's better. Uh, Everson Griffin is playing okay. Uh, Kendricks is all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the secondary, I think, is still the shakiest part of that unit. And obviously offensive line on the other side
0: sure 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 so you think it's sort of uh, not looking good because of their record or because of how they've played well i
2: mean okay they're a missed 37 yard field goal from being 500 yeah and, and there was a mm-hmm. an, and a goofy fumble call that was probably that game would have probably ended in a tie so it was like two one and one so it could have been a lot worse. I mean, our are part of me. It could it could be better, but it's not. I, uh, I don't know. I, Until
0: I, last week, their first three weeks, they looked like an offensive juggernaut. They Is did, true.
2: Um, yeah, it looked like nepotism was actually good for a change. The first it, it time like, ever. I know. Uh, they uh, Kubiak seemed to be putting cousins in situations where he could succeed. Uh, the running mm-hmm, game, mm-hmm. um, Dalvin Cook was fantastic. Uh, uh, when Madison came in for Cook, and he was great. Um, but last week kind of uh, put the lie to... Uh, that was the first major test against a really solid defense, and they, um, they, they didn't do so good, Brandon. No. No. Nope, nope they, they didn't. It was like the, the first drive, obviously, was great. They got a touchdown, and the rest of the game, um, if you wanted to... If, compared to remember the maybe that maybe zimmer thought it was a playoff game that's my guess is that oh
0: it's yeah that did remind me (laughs) yeah
2: exactly the one really good drive and then they just kind of turtled that was a very mike zimmer performance right there so maybe he just thought it was already the postseason you never know (sighs) that should let you know that chicken fingers is not on the show tonight because of i think a hockey practice or something
0: yeah no he's not going to be here thank god uh he's already angry He's never been more angry. No, never in his life. Um, they have been fun to watch. Is that fair? I feel like every game. I mi- I did miss the first game. So oh, I, oh, the, but I do know that that was a yeah. up and down affair. They've been high drama at there's least. There's not,
2: not a lot of. There's not a lot of. You can't really call anything to do with Cincinnati fun. Um, no, but the, the Arizona game was a blast. I actually watched that in. Um, <laughs> John will appreciate this. I watched this at watched it at Dan Marley Sports Bar. as one as one does i never saw every like white guy who was with red hair i called him thunder dan but it was never him so it was kind of a bummer but um i watched there with my i was visiting my brother and you know you can gamble in phoenix now right
0: Mm. nice yeah i did not know that how does that work now
2: you they have sports books there there's a sports book right in the phoenix suns arena so you can go there, place your football bets, and then go to Dan Marley's sports bar and cafe and watch the games on NFL ticket.
0: So you're close to the the um sports book, so you could walk back there and cash in any winnings
2: hypothetically Um, I hypothetically cashed in twice. It was actually a very successful uh gambling day. The only bet I lost nice. was the Vikings, honestly I bet on really? I bet on Arizona to cover <laughs> they did they did not they only won by one, so. Ah, uh, yes. yeah. So that's that, right. That was kind of a bummer, but yeah, that was. So an, it, you
0: did the emotion hedge. I did. You I did the, emotion, the other
2: team. Did the yeah. emotional hedge. That was the only one that failed. Uh, Daniel Carlson won me like two hundred bucks. It was. It was a beautiful day. Um, you, well, you, that'll when, learn
0: you from taking the points. You yeah, got to just do Moneyline when the emotion hedge.
2: Exactly. That was my, yeah. I mean, I was just, I was just, I was just happy to like, you know, I hadn't seen my brother since before the pandemic. So I was just uh-huh, happy to see uh-huh. him. And I got to wager, and the, the, the noon games turned out great for the bottom line. So I just like was, I was rolling it over. And it's just like, ah, oh, I got to do this. And it, and it didn't work, Brandon. It didn't work.
0: Yeah, you're such a deep analytical mind. I'm not surprised you that you're really good at gambling. I'm sure you were crunching numbers in the plane ride, oh, looking yeah. through any little sort of half point here or there. Did you yeah. do like one of those like small, small bets Where's at one casino to move the line a little bit, and then a
2: huge
0: the other way? So then you you only put like fifty thousand one way, and then you did like the seven hundred thousand the other way, and then. Was, clean up that way.
2: What was funny is that I was cashing out at the same time as somebody who won a significant wager. He was getting like hundreds after hundreds after hundreds, and I got two fifties and a twenty, and I just felt so small time. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> was,
2: oh no, that's, like,
0: oh. that's already a lot. I was
2: like, yeah, I was like, oh, boy, that on. is.
1: I just want to say on behalf of all the cheap dads out there, that is so much money to be betting on sports. Uh-huh. I was going <laughs> to ask, like, so how much you bet on these things? Five bucks, ten bucks. <laughs>
2: No, I bet. Um, I think I, I gave myself a bankroll of a hundred for the day, and I finished up two hundred. Oh so it was like that's oh. a lot. It was. It was like we had to. I paid for our drinks at Dan Marley's Sports Bar and Grill. All right,
1: <laughs> I I I just broke out in hives at
2: the idea of betting a hundred
1: dollars on sports at one time. Oh,
0: God. yeah. Some people though are like in uh, on a different planet mm-hmm. with betting. Just like what their average bet is. Like I would be in yeah. Vegas, and then, uh, we had a buddy come with us one time. And I was like, I think I'm gonna bet on Temple or whatever. And I had brought ten dollars up, and he was always, Yeah, no, I think I'll do that too. And he gave me like six hundred dollars. He's like, Yeah, put put this on that as well. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna. And that was just his regular. That was his just kind of standard, six hundred bucks every bet. Oh
2: my god, yeah, and it's. I mean. What you can do if you're an Arizona resident is you can just download, like, the DraftKings app onto your phone. Um, I had to, like, go to the actual sportsbook and wager since I wasn't a resident. So yeah. that would be – and it's, like, those – and it's, like, you know, prop bets galore. Like, I, if I had bet um, that week on K.J. Osborne to score the first touchdown, if I had put – it was, like, a plus 750 bet. So I could have, like – I could have really gone nuts. I could have gotten all the appetizers at Dan Marley's Sports Bar and Grill. <laughs>
0: You'd never forget that day.
2: Um, and now is a word from our sponsor, Dan Marley, Sports Bar and Grill. Um, you know what Dan Marley, Sports Bar and Grill, quality. Um, sorry, there's that, that, that bit. You mentioned work. it yeah. so many times. I know. I'm just enjoying it.
0: So many mentions of was, Dan Marley, Sports Bar and Grill. What I
2: want to know is where is Tom Chambers' like, Taqueria? <laughs> it's
0: got to be across the street. I want every like, you know, huge,
2: huge, dorky white guy from the Phoenix Suns in 1995 to have his own place.
0: Hornies is down the street. Oh, I forgot. Uh,
2: I forgot Hornies uh, because he was with the Jazz for so long. I forgot that he was with the Suns too.
0: Yeah, I uh, think he was
2: there. Oh yeah. man, oh, I love Hornies. Let's just <laughs> uh, John. Did you want to name any Phoenix Suns?
1: Uh, I'm struggling right now. What, did Tom Googly ought to play for the Suns? I can't remember.
0: Sure, sure. sure for of the course. purposes of this show. Uh huh. Yeah, Steve Nash.
2: Yes, Could use him. True. I mean, he's Canadian. It's yeah. a little bit different. And he was but. actually really good. So. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was thinking, yeah. like those like six ten guys who are kind of limited athletically. Uh,
0: Dario Saric. Yeah, I don't know. Is he considered white? I don't know. Uh-huh. It's not a, not as white as Tom Chambers, but then again, yeah. who among us? Whom-st- I got to tell Whom-st- you guys, I looked it up, Whom-st- and I'm actually the, so proud, us.
1: so proud that Tom Gugliata actually did play for the Phoenix Suns. I've never been more
2: proud. I'll be damned. You should.
0: Yeah, this is it. You peaked. You just peaked.
2: I had no idea.
0: Well, we're not to the we're not to the basketball part of the no, no, we're not of the show Sorry. yet. So let's please let's do Sorry, what we do best, which is stay on task,
2: on
1: topic.
0: Okay. So we think the the Vikings are going to win this week to get to a, a very dangerous 2 and 3 mm-hmm. lying in the well, weeds, mm-hmm. ready to pounce. Yep. Be spoilers. And then they would,
2: yeah, then they go on to play your Kitty Cats in Carolina. And yep, then it's take a, them down. And easy. then it's a bye week.
0: Okay, going to the bye week, 3-3, three three, get ready. I think they're going to be fine. Okay. Actually, wow. I think they're the same exact team they've always been, so they'll end up 9-8 and eight or 8-9. Eight and nine.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Rand had mentioned today he anticipates that Week 17 game against the Packers uh, with the Vikings in a must-win situation where they also have to have two other teams lose. <laughs> and then Green Bay blows yeah. their doors off. I think that's a very uh, oh
0: boy, yeah. yeah, that's it. That feels that, fe- that
2: feels really really good. Honestly, oh, I think that that's, that sounds about right. So
0: that's the stuff. Can we,
1: that's just the stuff in, right there. While we're on the topic of the Detroit Lions, can we just talk for a minute about the greatest loss in NFL? Oh baseball? my god! Oh my god! <laughs> this I think was two weeks ago now, yes. but yes. absolutely the best. I have never seen anything like it. I saw the clip later that day, and your mouth, your jaw doesn't actually drop that often. Mm -hmm. But the Lions losing, first of all, on Baltimore moving the ball down the field on a play that was clearly delay of game to everyone by, like, three seconds. Followed by the kicker setting an NFL record for (laughs) for any field goal, never mind a game-winning field goal. Anyway, it, it was in Detroit, wasn't it? This was in front of their home crowd. Um, this all it happened. sure was, John: Is Glenn Mason on the Lions coaching staff That is the only explanation <laughs> I can think of. Because that was uh. absolutely some Glenn Mason loss stuff
2: right there. <laughs> it, it was and the kick itself going off the, the kick itself, hitting the crossbar, going straight up in the air, and then just easing over the over the line to. Defeat the a Lions. good forty
0: feet in the air. I don't know oh, why, yeah. but it seems like that made it worse. It, yeah, it didn't and just it, like prolonging the misery. Yeah, it's now it's so much more memorable as yeah. well.
2: And it made a good hollow thunk sound when it hit. It was just really like, good yeah, thunk. And, and you could, it could have heard a pin drop at Ford Field. It was uh, it was a an, losing thunk. Such an epic defeat. Write uh, down losing thunk. By the way, that's a really good show. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, uh, that
0: was incredible. Yes. Yep. We but can yeah. complain all we want to. We're not the we're not the Detroit
2: Lions. No, yeah. This, it'll never
1: it'll never get worse than that.
2: No, and I imagine that means um, if it, if we're playing Detroit this week, that means we're going to get one of those real bottom rung announcer teams. Where it's oh, like yeah. like like the son Marv Albert refuses to admit he had, and uh, and an, <laughs> and a fullback. And that's it. <laughs> they don't even get a sideline report. The sideline reporter is a dog who just barks. <laughs> they throw it down there. Hey, uh, Skippy, uh, looks like uh, yeah, the Dalvin Cook is in the entry tent. What do you think? Roof. Roof roof. And that's it.
0: Humping a pylon. Exactly. Silently humping a pylon.
2: Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that won't be good. Um, uh, not gonna be good. Um, I wanna move on to another around the NFL, around the the old uh Around the horn, NFL style. Oh, What's sure. The... Go crazy. Yeah. Um, I think that we've all been absolutely loving the Urban Meyer shade and Proud. Oh, <laughs> man. It's got to be one of the best subplots. Maybe the number one best subplot. If you're just going to rank, which we would have done if we ever prepped at all or discussed anything before doing this, maybe rank like <laughs> our favorite parts of the NFL season so far. Mm-hmm. There's probably mm-hmm. some... You know, the Cardinals have been a good surprise. Kyler Murray's really fun to watch. Mahomes, Mm. as always. There's a few other probably uh, breakout things. But number one with a bullet, obviously, is watching Urban Meyer just repeatedly Uh, shit his pants on national television over and over and over again.
2: It's so good to see. God.
0: It really is. It is. John, can you, before we get into um, our content... Are you able to sum up as our as our resident college football wonk um, why it is that we Urban Meyer is so easy for, for those of us who aren't even paying that close of attention to dislike. He's one of the easiest people to dislike, I think.
1: Is well that fair? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one fact that I think is probably the I, I think it'll sum up the whole Urban Meyer experience for you. So this whole incident that happened. Urban Meyer being caught on video with uh, a woman, not his wife, Mm -mm. grinding on his lap. It took place at Urban Meyer's own restaurant in Columbus, Ohio. And I think all you need to know about Urban Meyer is he's the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. But when he went, when he specifically took time off so he could go to his own restaurant and just hang out in Columbus, Ohio, he wore an Ohio State sweatshirt. To the bar. Just to make sure. You know, we're all in Urban Meyer's bar. We're, we're in Urban Meyer's restaurant here. And look, that guy looks like Urban Meyer. Is it Urban Meyer? Well, let's look. Oh, he's wearing an Ohio State shirt. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure that absolutely everyone recognized him. And I feel like that's all you need to know about Urban Meyer.
2: That's not all you need to know, John.
0: No, I mean, that's all you could know, and you'd already hate no, him. But there's so that's, much that's, more that's, to it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: there's... Well, I mean, he's an established awful person. He, yeah. He, he, he shielded a domestic abuser on his staff for, for years. I can't fathom. For years.
0: Multiple, multiple times. <laughs> a very replaceable human being. <laughs> for some reason, he was okay with that.
1: Yeah, he was fine with that. He's, he, he likes to position himself, as so many college football coaches do, as an upstanding family man. A, a parent to everyone on the team, as you will.
2: But in the the end, he's just a super horny guy who goes to his own restaurant and gets grinded on. (laughs) But that's not important right now. What's important to all the listeners of The Sportive is to know that one of the drinks at the Urban Chop House... Byer, it's the Urban Chop House by Urban Meyer is the full name of the restaurant. I, I need I need people to know that thing for one. Um, Already, but the uh, featured oh. drink at the Urban Chop House by Urban Meyer in Columbus, Ohio, was called the Giant Shelly Teeny. Shelley, of course, being his wife who was home Ooh. watching his grandchildren while he was getting grinded on in his <laughs> Ohio State quarter zip. Um, it is a forty dollar martini. It serves up oh, to no. six. Uh, it contains Finlandia, Aperol, Agave, Pineapple, Lemon, Hibiscus, and Sparkling Rosé. The Giant Shelly oh Teeny, forty dollars, um, mm-hmm. and that's just I, again the name Shelly Teeny is like your first clue that this is just not not this isn't the I mean it's it wants to be a classy it has a, it has upscale pub fare. I hope everybody knows that too. It's not. This is, it's elevated pub fare, but they also have something called the giant shelly teeny for forty dollars. It serves six, so uh, I I I needed to share that with everybody, and I just Man. I'm going to turn it back over to Brandon and John. I I, I just need to be alone with my thoughts right now because again
0: that might be w- worse giant than Ellie the uh, abuser thing. It's, hey,
2: it's, 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 it's in the neighborhood. It's just it's, it's, it's so bad.
0: It's more in the neighborhood than you'd think it would be if it's just a bad drink. And then you started describing it—just yeah, failure it's on crap. top of it, failure.
2: It's just. And then his, if I remember right, Shelley of Shelley Giant Shelley Teeny fame was also liking the tweets that were criticizing Urban Meyer uh, late Saturday night. So it was a it was a rough patch in that relationship, if I had to guess. <clears throat> yeah,
0: I just. So if he's going to get fired, um, it seems pretty clear. Um, he I suppose he, he the might next quit. loss, probably.
2: I mean, he might quit outright or say he's got the anxiety or the something. I don't know.
0: To not even fly home. I mean, I don't really care about any of this sort of stuff, obviously. And no. maybe this is a common thing. But it does seem so weird to not fly home with your team the night of a game, especially the one you just lost. To be like, hey, I'm staying here. Going to go party. Like a player's not allowed to do that, right? There's no, no way that a player's
2: no, he'd be allowed called, to do that. No, he'd be called. Yeah, like uh, he'd be called. He'd have a lack of, you know, maybe wouldn't be a team want player, to. Brandon. Yeah.
0: He wouldn't have enough want to. You got to grit and grind.
2: You got to get in there and eat that tape. See, see what's correctable on the film.
0: He's staying in town to visit with family. I feel like he's got enough money to send them plane tickets down to where he is if he really wanted to see him that badly mm-hmm. as he's working. It's just not good. And he's, and he's a bad coach. His team's not doing well. So no. my sense is, well, we'll see what happens. But once he does get canned, is he going to get another college job?
2: Yeah, absolutely. But still,
0: he is not completely. Oh, does anybody no. ever burn their bridge to that degree? Like to not even be allowed to coach college, the worst of all, the least ethical of all sports?
1: I, Maybe Bobby Petrino? What's Bobby Petrino doing these days? I assume Maybe he's,
2: Bobby Petrino. I, assume he, okay. he's, I think he's back at Louisville. Hold, please? Hold, that please. can't be right. Maybe Arkansas? No, Arkansas good. Bobby. Petrino. He's the head coach
1: at Missouri State. Missouri State. University. Missouri State. Huh. huh. Who knew? And
0: they're not good. They're not very good. That's wow, about he as good go as you're going to Louisville.
1: get. He did manage to go back to Louisville. Boy, oh something else.
0: Oh. Wow. So he only didn't fully land on his feet. Well, he did, except he was just such a failure that it ended up not working out anyway. Right. He was the coach when Lamar Jackson was there.
2: He sure was.
0: We have now, I just want to point out, we got 23 minutes before we started just getting to the part where we were just reading the Wikipedia allowed to each other (laughs) we couldn't be more dads if we tried okay so you Mm. think that there's nothing he could do at this point probably to become unhirable nope he'll be coaching
2: like texas or usc or one of the big name programs that has Mm. an opening here probably within a year or two jesus
0: ah that's not good well should we move on
2: Oh, he also taught a course at Ohio State on moral leadership. I just want to point that out.
0: Uh, Yeah, I did hear that.
2: Shelly Teeny. Leadership. Shelly Teeny. $40. $40. Rose. Yep, sparkling. And what else? Urban
1: Meyer's Chop House (laughs) by Urban Meyer. By By Urban Urban Meyer. Meyer. He's
2: in
0: there. They're they're all his recipes. They're all his Mm -hmm. famous homemade.
2: All that elevated pub
1: fare. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wait, does that mean... Do you think he got the recipe for the Shelly Teeny from his wife, who regularly mixes martinis for six? <laughs> <laughs> I would if I were her. Yeah, hard I, to blame her. I mean, that's possible. We've all been there. Oh yeah, I'm not oh, passing yeah. judgment here. I'm just wondering. Mm.
0: Just mm. before we press record, John spilled an entire drink all over his office and had to throw away most of
2: his papers. <laughs> it,
1: it smells Recorded. like college in here right now.
0: A full Shelly-tini dumped
1: on his desk. A full Shelly-tini. $40 worth of rosé <laughs> and Vinlandia. 64
0: ounces, a broken fish bowl. <laughs> it's ugly. It's an ugly scene I still over put,
1: I still put all four straws in it, even though there's no one here but me.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's important. You got to stick to the recipe. The recipe calls for four straws in tears. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on to the uh, Minnesota Twins. Uh, number two, Minnesota Twins. Uh, uh, That's probably part of the reason why we haven't been recording in so long. Is uh, mm-hmm. It was just we weren't ready. We weren't ready to talk about it. We had high hopes. We had the highest of hopes. As the most cynical members of the lamestream media, even we got sucked in to the boy mm-hmm. geniuses. And even though we like to disagree with each other, None of us really did at the start of the year when we started talking about our bros and turds. Nobody ever checked the other or said, hey, should we slow our roll a little bit, pump the brakes? We didn't. None of us did. And so we were embarrassed and ashamed. And to lean into more embarrassment and shame. John, did you want to walk through those results of the bros and turds? I will.
1: I will walk through our bros and turds results. This we it's have had some bad years this. on the bros and the turrets oh, and on the win predictions. Oh, this God. is about as horrible as it
2: gets. Oh, so I'm
1: going to do the win predictions first. Oh. And I'm going to mm. read them in ascending order of terribleness. The Twins won 73 games. They sure did. 73. 73. Um, here are our win predictions. Brandon, who was just undercutting everybody, predicted 88 wins. Yes. 88 wins. Wow. <laughs> oh. Would not 59. have made the playoffs this year. But that was the most pessimistic any of us were. Chicken predicted 89 wins. Stew predicted 92 wins. And I will I will tell you that I made two predictions, one of which was that the twins would win. Are you ready for this, guys? Ninety seven uh. games. Oh, games. Jesus. Oh I was off by twenty four. Um I also I, I further predicted as part of the basis for my pick, that the White Sox would win more games than they lost this year. I'm going to go ahead and say that neither of those things happened. The White Sox won 93 games. The Twins won 73 games. <sighs> That's oh bad. But, but you, if it's you can believe this, it's going <sighs> <gonna> to get worse. It's going to get worse. Well, I feel um, good. I'm
0: 1-0 right now, although I was off by 15 wins. That's... Ugh. I can't take that a victory.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the, I'm gonna give you our bro picks in descending order of terribleness. My pick was Josh Donaldson, who had a decent year, decent but year. I, I, had cri- I had criteria that went with it. I said he would play more than 120 games, which he did. Wow, he played 100, he played 135 games this year. Startling. But I also said that he would have an OPS north of 900, which he did not. He had an 827 OPS. So at best you can award me a half point there. Okay. Okay. Um, Upswing second, <laughs> second in the terrible rankings, and this is this is where it really gets bad. Was chicken, chickens bro was Trevor Larnock, who mm. this season batted two twenty three oh. with seven home runs in seventy nine games in the major leagues. His OPS was six seventy two. Uh. His OPS plus was eighty eight. That's the second best of the bros. Second best. Oh, that's the second best. That's getting. The... <laughs> oh my god! i the I'm... The, th- the third best, and this is where things really get surprising. The third best, not the worst bro pick of the year, was Stu's pick. Stu picked. Do you remember who you picked, Stu? I picked Kyle Garlic. You picked Kyle Garlic. No, this played... <laughs> hold on.
2: The, I, he, okay, he got rolled up in a tarp, and he is still there. He is still at Target Field. He's he's shouting for help right now.
1: We didn't. What? You didn't. You didn't add any criteria to it. So I didn't have to. It was Kyle fucking Garlic. He was going to play forty games, which he didn't. He played thirty six games for the Twins this year. Uh, he did hit five home runs, which is what lifts it above.
2: That is two final. That, that's broken. two away. That's two away from Larnick.
1: That's two away from Larnick.
2: Um, i trying to remember, think of... Do you remember what a, who you picked?
1: I mean, did I pick
0: Gary Post as still being innocent as the Zodiac killer? <laughs> and then he got...
1: Topical. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm afraid not. I'm Brandon, trying to think you of who
0: had a worse year
1: than Kyle Garlick. <laughs> I didn't know it was your possible. Pick, your pick for bro, a bro was Randy Dobnak. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, you, no, he was not, was the, not. He was not in the starting <laughs> no. rotation. At the start of the year. But you thought he, you, your criteria was that he would be a league average starter this year. Was he? He would, make, he, <laughs> he would make 19 starts and have an ERA <laughs> under 4.3. Sure, Randy that sounds Dobnick's about right. line for the year, he made <laughs> six starts. He'd appeared in 14 games, but he made six starts. He was 1-7 with a 7.64 ERA.
2: Oh, uh, So... One of the
1: worst bro picks he, we've ever had. He's
2: league average if the league was just babies born without arms. That was, that's the only... That's it.
1: Just pushing with their
0: noses. Yes. <laughs> I, got, I did worse than Kyle Garlick. That was probably a joke pick, and so was Larnick. Two troll right.
1: picks, and I was being serious, probably.
0: I don't remember any of this, so, by the way.
1: I didn't either, and I was horrified when I when I went back and reviewed this. Alright, our turd picks. Again, in descending order of terribleness. Um Chicken's pick was Ryan Jeffers for a turd. Uh. Jeffers did play more games. We we made some jokes about how he would have to use Jeffers' stats for the Saints, and also Larnick's stats for the Saints that come to think of it. Mm-hmm. But Jeffers did play a lot. He actually played more games at catcher than any other twin. He hit 199. <laughs> um, he had an OPS of 670, but he did play 85 games. I, I, I would be willing to give that to chicken. I think Ryan yeah. Jeffers was not very good. That might be our only correct pick of all of these. So <laughs> we're going down. I want to remind you that we're going in descending order here. My pick for turd was Mitch Garver who, on the one hand, did have one of the more horrifying medical incidents in Mm. Twins history. Let's not mention it. Let's not mention it. You can Google it if you want to know what it is. But I said he would have a batting average under 200. He did not. He hit 256 this year. He had an OPS of 875. Mm. That's an OPS plus of 140. He had a pretty good year. That Mm -hmm. is not.
2: Yep. If he had a very good that year, except for one important thing, John.
1: Yep. Yeah, that is not a correct pick. Um, next, th- the third worst pick is Brandon, who picked Tyler Duffy, the arguably the Twins' best reliever this year. Okay, <laughs> he had a, a three eighteen ERA. He did not. He didn't lead the team in whip, but. He did have the lowest ERA. He pitched in 64 games. So he was I,
0: better than Dobnak? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah.
1: I don't have the numbers in um, front of me. Yep. But it, it unfortunately pales in comparison to Stu. Stu, do you remember who you picked?
2: Well, you I'm start? Okay. If I'm the lowest here, God, did I... The only good player they had this year was Jorge Polanco.
1: I, I'm afraid to say that Stu's <laughs> third pick for the year was Jorge Polanco. Yes! <laughs> the only...
0: Oh, no. Oh, so oh. just a, just to oh.
1: recap there. Stew, your pick was Kyle Garlick is a bro and Jorge Polanco is a turd, which is
2: pretty, pretty – so Pretty raw.
1: That's Martha esque there.
2: Seriously, if the Twins right. were good this year, Polanco would be like in the like top five in the MVP voting. Right. If the Twins were any good at all. He had an amazing right. year. And uh Wow. Yeah, that's that's not this is like that's not good. I think
1: I picked Jorge Blanco a couple years ago when he was an all star, so I know your pain, Steel. I know your pain. Yeah, well he
2: literally our... spent two and a half years being bad. So that's mm-hmm. you know. Ah. Can't get him every time, John.
0: Nope. That was our bros and Or Mark. even some of the time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> or or ever. Can't, can't ever get, ever get him, him. Hardly at all.
0: Can't yeah. ever get him, as they say. Can't
2: ever get him that old phrase that everybody says. As
0: they say, lose some.
2: I can't ever get a Move some more
0: <laughs> Oh the old phrase Um, What if I Let me see here Who do I I've got a bit for John brewing here Right in the front of my brain Um, If I wanted to be optimistic Next season Derek Falvey's mom John <clears throat> Can you please be Derek Falvey's mom or anybody you think that is would be extremely optimistic about next year what are those what are those reasons buxton number one Polanco, number two easily are the top two reasons Mm -hmm. to be excited for next year miguel Sano said he was going to lose weight did you hear that i for one believe him (laughs) i mean i totally trust him (laughs)
1: I just I feel bad because it's the kind of thing you shouldn't say out loud at this point in his career. Yeah, I like, know. He gets lose, the
0: sympathy nods.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go lose 30 pounds. That's fine, Miguel. Everybody will be fine with that. But you you've been do. in the league for seven seasons already. Now is not the time for you to come out and be like, all right, listen, everybody. I'm going to start taking this seriously. I think I might get in shape. Yeah. <laughs> might help my performance. I don't know. It's worth a shot. I mean, God bless him for being honest and letting all of us hold them hold them accountable we'll be your accountability partners miguel you got it all of the twin cities if you see miguel Sano like eating out of a jar of peanut butter or going into a dairy queen just follow him in there and slap it out of his hand it's the only way that'll do it hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank Yeah, that'll do it. Um, we're, we're all of his accountability partners. We can do this. We can do this, Twin Cities.
0: Now, I mentioned him as, uh, as the third most exciting thing to, to, uh, to look forward to for next season, which is a bit, obviously, we know the third most exciting thing is Andy Albers is back on the team. He
1: is. Here we go. He's our guy. How many games did he win this year? Hold
2: on. One. He got one.
0: He got one. Pretty close to
2: what Ken and Maeda did, so it's not. That's terrible. true. Yeah, it's not so. I bad. looked up
0: Andy Albers' FIP, and it's nine point seven five. I "Is that possible?" It is not. Uh, like you have to hit every
1: single batter. His ERA was actually lower than Randy Dobnak, so he, he's got you there, <laughs> Randy. <laughs> ah, it's good to have him back.
0: Damn you, Randy! That's the last time I get burned by a Randy.
1: 9.64 fit that is utterly impossible it does seem like
0: it um yeah it's it's tough because they obviously have a pretty decent uh, uh, offense um even if you wanted to squint at the pitching staff there's nothing really to squint at to to look forward to now pineda is a free agent Maybe they can bring him back, I think, right? Mm, Maybe. Seems possible. He's fine. Yeah. John Ryan looked good. Yep. Um, So that's fun. Bailey Ober looked good. So they have to kind of...
2: Everything else is... And again, it's... Those guys
0: are... They're all three... They're all four or five starters,
2: basically. So we're missing,
0: like, the top three...
2: Yeah, and we don't know if Ryan that Ryan and Ober's performance is sustainable. They literally they're both back half of the of a season that was already over. Yeah, so we don't know. Now you know. think
0: about just using uh Bailey Ober as an example. Um I'm watching the um Dodgers Cardinals game right now and Dodgers is not a fair thing, but mm-hmm. he'd be like their 19th best pitcher. Yeah. Right, probably. there's probably half the Triple A yeah. team
2: yeah, they just lost, they it. just swapped out Max Scherzer for uh, Joe Kelly. I mean, come on. What the fuck, man? That's just not even yeah. fair. It's uncool. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's, oh, go ahead, John. I was just going
1: to say the Twins used 35 pitchers this year and there are a good 15 that I've never heard of before right now in my life.
2: Yeah. Unreal. Oh yeah, it was it was just yeah, yeah. and and, abs- and cuz I mean, everyone quit paying attention to Memorial Day. I mean, that right. little, the whole summer if you went to Target Field, you went there to just get, you know, shit hammered and just walk around the concession stands. That's what it was a nice night out and the game was a you know an afterthought. I mean, there's got, yeah, there are guys in the team. It's like, who? And yeah, I think the, the, Caleb the Thielbar watching Caleb Fieldbar had seven wins, John.
1: Caleb Fieldbar, You remember when we used to joke around and call him Meat Raffle and that yes. was like ten years ago? And yes. now he's the twins most effective relief pitcher? Life's weird, man. Life's Very dependable. Yeah, a, a
0: sturdy, reliable relief pitcher. The
1: pride man. of Randolph, Minnesota. Yeah, probably. Have you ever been to Randolph? It seems like a nice town. I've driven through You've it. Gotta be.
2: It, does it seem like a nice town when you're driving through it? It seems, John. I'm going to say it's bucolic. I don't care what no. anyone else says. I think it's bucolic. Jesus. Wow.
1: Painted on the water tower, Randolph, Minnesota.
2: <laughs> Home of Caleb Thielbar, and then
1: for some reason in quotes, bucolic.
2: <laughs> I would I would I would ascribe the virtue of verdant to their meadows. Ooh. Jeez. Mm-hmm. You're really talking it up. Lush and green, baby.
0: Lush and green?
2: Lush and green. Oh. And if you don't believe the guy who said Jorge Polanco is gonna suck this year, who can you believe?
0: That's right. Always doubted uh, it. Are you guys adopting any teams for the playoffs?
1: Well, on the in the American League, it's probably got to be the Rays. It has it to. Be. Be. Has to. Who be. else?
0: Um, I mean, I, honestly, here's how pathetic it is. I think the Red Sox are my second favorite team.
2: That's really? Pathetic. Oh yeah, it's I mean, gross.
0: I'm not cheering for the White Sox.
2: No, they're gross it human sure beings.
0: Sure, fuck not cheering for the Astros. They're the last place for. For a oh. very long time, I don't even know how many years until I decide I don't hate them anymore. Maybe if my yeah. one of my kids plays on them, then I might it might start to thaw. I'm not even any good at baseball, so it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, and then the, then in the NL, I guess the Giants.
0: Yeah. Braves? No, no. I don't. No. no. I don't think so until
1: they until they stop being racist. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no. that's true. Yeah, they I
0: should haven't. stop wow. that first. Uh, there's, it's
2: hard uh, to. Do you talk to do, do want to me to send you into a rage spiral, Brandon? Please. Okay. Uh, Barrero tweet today about the White Sox. Oh, no. I guess Tony Larusa wasn't that much of a monster after all.
0: <laughs> no
2: way. Yep. yep. No way. God. Yep. I do not
0: yep. get it. I mean, how. He's how can, like sixty something years old. That desperate for
2: attention. He's got a how can people you, on the internet how, how, how can you look at that White Sox team and give Tony Larusa credit? That's just
0: congratulations, Tony Larusa. Congrats, how, Tony I mean, Larusa. He hit had to be his uh, at least tied his career high in home runs as a manager this year, right? Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: I, you can you that's can absolutely good. give the credit for for a team that is just fucking loaded with offensive talent. You had to make sure that that's on Tony Larusa. I mean, he
0: did a lot of those signs when they looked into the mm-hmm. dugout and mm-hmm. then just said, "Hit a home run."
2: I mean, oh, do you think, he gave me the home run sign. Do you think they woke him up from his nap when they clinched the pennant? <laughs> just curious. that's what they had to use all the champagne for to wake him up. Yeah, just just oh, God. Anyway, that. Sorry, I, th- I think I made myself mad by bringing that up again. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't know. He did
2: what our
0: really attention? Oh, he was... gave him attention.
2: Yeah.
1: Why are you following Dan
2: Brero? It's some, it just popped yeah. up in my feed. You it's... played yourself. Mm-hmm. I know. And That's when is what a
0: what guy who thought Le Polanco would be bad? When has he ever played himself?
2: Yep. Ugh. Rough day ah, for me. Rough day for God me. God
0: damn it. Okay, let's move on to Brighter Pastures. And that yes. is, as always, the unbelievable, undefeated future champion. Your Minnesota Timberwolves.
2: They're undefeated. Yeah, baby. I, they are undefeated.
0: I mean, there's... In, exhibition, yeah. They won by two. By
2: against three. Against a terrible team.
0: Three against, against a terrible New team. New Orleans. That wasn't playing
1: at, anybody. Yeah, Zion Williamson didn't play, and Jonas Valetunas didn't play. Big so Wolf. that's New Orleans' best two players. But, I mean, they, they barely but, play
0: 40 minutes a night.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanna, I just wanna stress that Anthony Edwards had not one but two steals in that game. Two steals, defense. It, they're gonna call. They're gonna call Minneapolis defense town. They need to work on it. They gotta do better.
0: D town. Yeah, D town. The big D.
1: <laughs> uh, he was in everybody's
0: face. D D in your face, town. He was just uh, felt like he anyway, was swinging from man to man.
1: The Timberwolves, are, the Timberwolves are winning with defense. Why am I even trying to talk right now? The Timberwolves <laughs> are winning with defense, led by Defensive Player of the Year, Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. They're going all <laughs> the way. It's happening. And don't forget how much penetration he got on the other end. <sighs> Sorry. Maybe we can wait another six, seven weeks before we do this yeah. podcast again. Should I just uh. stick to song
0: parodies? <laughs> Uh, no, he, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we should first pour a little out for our old friend, Gilda Radner.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was,
2: oh, it man. was an, <laughs> a,
1: not a good <laughs> end. Not a good end to it. It
2: feels like it was a thousand years ago already, but it was just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh my God.
0: At oh. the, at a soccer game, Gets caught smooching his mistress on the Jumbotron.
2: Canoodling. They were canoodling.
0: They were openly canoodling in public where there are cameras and Jumbotrons. He didn't even, he wasn't even trying to hide it, right? No. Obviously. So many other places to go than the Jumbotron place when you're an executive
2: for a local team. Yeah, you gotta wonder. Like, you know, I wonder if any like of the beat writers saw any of that and noticed it.
1: It was. <laughs> I I I saw him on the, I saw him on the big screen. I thought, uh-huh. hey, there's Gilda Radner. We know about Gilda Radner, yeah. and look, he's got his family at this game. There, his wife is with him. What I didn't do was look and see <laughs> <laughs> if that was actually his wife. Oh Oh my God! Not a Timberwolves employee.
2: The most Timberwolves thing that could possibly happen. Oh,
0: and she was an exec too. Like, what are you guys doing? You gotta. That's just. Just just don't do that. I mean, there's, I you know, obviously we don't really care about like personal life, open whatever. (laughs) Don't care about that. But like, Jesus.
1: Of all the date nights, you're gonna go sit in a suite at a soccer game with nineteen (laughs) thousand people. What are you doing? Uh, go, go to the opera or something. Honestly, he would have been Dark. better off
2: doing it at Target Center. <laughs> <laughs> Fewer people. Fewer people. Yep. Smaller video board. A little more
0: control. A little more control over what's yep. going to be happening. Yep. Just give me a oh. heads up. There's a kiss cam. I'll hit the bathroom. Yeah, it's true. Oh. Yeah. And it sounds like it couldn't have happened to a worse guy. So, for some yeah. reason... um. There was a little bit of and maybe this is just the people I follow. The news came out and there was a lot of, "Oh yeah, we knew about this guy. Yeah, we knew he was bad news. It's like, "Yeah, but aren't you like so, supposed to be reporting on the team? How no, was this such a shock to those of us who really care about the team? So I don't know if that just like came up lately or for some reason they couldn't never report on it. That was a little goofy to me. But in any event, he's gone. He gone. Yeah.
2: he gone. And his replacement is the guy who made the ESPN trade machine for the ESPN website. Is that correct, Brandon?
0: That's right. Uh, Sachin Gupta. Sure, why which, not? Um, we, can, we, we like to give nicknames here, and I want to make very clear that we just give nicknames because we're old dads who like to shorten everything. It's not because that's any harder to pronounce than any mm-hmm. other person that we've made fun of. Mm-hmm. Um, Steffi Graf. We could call him Steffi Graf. That's easy. That
1: rolls off the tongue. Seth Green. Or Sean Connery. Here's the problem. I in, I really enjoy saying Sachin Gupta.
2: I don't know. It does it is better it, than it everything? I it know. really does roll off the tongue. I'm, I'm 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 happy to let him keep his name.
0: Uh, all right, first one ever. Mm-hmm. The first one. Well, congratulations. Um, here's the thing: people seem to really love love this guy. But Occam's razor now, is he also has that... to be a disaster, right? There's no does, way that we have stumbled into a good situation. It's...
1: I think we just need to do a little bit of a background check right now and say, does that number of people who love them include anyone who works for the Timberwolves? Let's just get it all out in the open right now before before Sajin Gupta might say, you know what I should do tonight? I'm going to go to Allianz Field and go to a soccer game.
2: Let's Bring get this all straight out
1: now. Yep. Who should I bring? Should I bring my wife? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I've, I've done that. She's home with the kids. Let's bring somebody else.
0: I'm going to need me some strange. No, it's not good. Uh, but he is well regarded. I don't know what that means. I don't know how long it's going to last. But, um, again, we have to assume that he's just as worthless as the last one and the one before that. They all have been, they've all been bad. John Hollinger wrote an article in The Athletic (coughs) making fun of how bad our franchise has been. And he said that they actually only got the GM, they only had one good one in the history. And then he mentioned it was Flip. I'm sorry. He was just as bad or worse than most of them. They've all been bad. Don't call out one of them as an exception. They've been bad from the beginning. They made hardly any good moves, every single one of them. This guy did make a couple good moves, and then he was caught... Humping his non bride on a jumbo truck, so I don't know. I'm still waiting for that streak to be broken. They've all been so terrible. John, are you? Uh, you know is-
1: the, the the most disappointing thing of the whole thing was that they had their season open press season opening press conference, and it was the weird one with Glenn Taylor and Alex Rodriguez
2: and Mark Lore.
1: Is it Lore or is it? How is that name pronounced?
2: I believe it's Lori. Yeah, I think it's Lori like, like yeah, Lori, like the woman's name. All
1: right. Mm-hmm. Mark Lori, They they were all there. They couldn't talk about anything, of course, because of legal reasons. So it was an entirely pointless press conference. But the best point I saw made, and this is one of those terrible moments where I was like, Oh my gosh, Jim Suhan was right on the money here. He said Everybody comes into a franchise like this, whether it's Laurie or A Rod or whatever, they come in and say, Oh, we're going to apply, we've been a real success in business, and we're going to apply those same principles to running this team, and they think they're saying something new. But as Suhan pointed out, Glenn Taylor is one of the absolute most successful businessmen in Minnesota history. He built a paper company up from nothing, and now he owns an NBA team. The man is a business genius, and every one of his hires for every important position for the Timberwolves has been utter garbage. (laughs) So I don't know what what Mark Lori thinks he's going to do with his quote-unquote business knowledge or his core values or principles or whatever that's going to fix this cursed franchise.
0: Yeah, I don't (sighs) know either. He's uh, also trying to, like, build a city out of scratch in the desert, yeah. Right. He's like a weirdo forward looking entrepreneur type, which is that's uh, a little out there for my things. taste. Yeah, it's, it's little, a bit little kooky. Remember, remember that guy A Little Wacky. A little who, a little wacky.
1: Did, I can't remember whether you own the Kings or whether you own the Warriors. But he was like, Hey, what if instead of playing defense with five guys we always play with four and always have somebody cherry picking? I'm just yeah. asking questions here. Vivek, That's, uh, yeah. the
0: owner of the Kings, because it worked in kings, his, uh, yeah. and he admitted it, it was like his daughter's, like, 10-year-old traveling team. He's like, they just destroyed the competition with this. I was like, okay. Yeah.
1: That's what we're headed for here. Yeah. Ideas like that one.
0: Uh-huh. Right. Although I might actually borrow that for my kid this year. I do love name. that idea. <laughs>
1: Are you are you coaching his team this year? Because that would be awesome, actually.
0: Yeah, I coach. Uh, I coach every sport now, man. I coach baseball. I coach football now. Fucking really? football. I mean, it's flag football. So we are it out though. Running gun, mm-hmm. spread offense. You know the drill. Um, John, I know at some point every season. Well, we all know this. You say that the wolves are the worst franchise to ever exist, and then you also sometimes mm-hmm. say that you really think they're going to be surprising some people this year. Where are you yeah. in that uh phase right now
1: well we're we're right now where we're laughing at them preseason and then they'll win their next preseason game mm-hmm. and I'll be researching how much season tickets cost and mm-hmm. trying to decide whether I want to predict fifty nine or sixty five wins for them this year sure it's it's a It's a disastrous place between my Mm -hmm. ears. It's just a wasteland. It really, you know, I'm looking at this roster and
0: they do have six, like, legitimate professional players. Uh, Towns, D'Lo, Edwards, Beasley, Pat Bev, and Torian Prince. Prince is not amazing, but he's like a competent player. Those are six competent Mm -hmm. guys. Not great, but fine. And then they've got Jaden, Nas, Okoge, and Vanderbilt, which you'd think probably will be competent. That's like 10 guys who you can pencil in as being good. Now, it seems like they will at least be competitive. I feel like they're a team who's going to win just whatever Vegas says they're going to win, but will be... In a lot of games, you lose them at the end, of course. They are the, still the Timberwolves. But they don't seem like they're going to be blown out a ton just because they do have enough competence. So I'm kind of scratching my head looking at this and going, how is this going to be such a disaster? I suppose Towns will uh, tear his ACL week one at some point, mm-hmm. right? First few games.
1: I don't I don't know why we would assume that he, he would even make it to the start of the regular season. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That yeah. seems like
2: seems i big assumption
0: because if towns is healthy all season and we forget about this, but he was healthy for like the first three or four seasons of his career. Like he's not actually a Mm -hmm. dude who's always injured. If he stays healthy, they will be fine. They won't be good, but they'll be fine. Yeah. So I think that's gotta be it. Towns is going to end up having like a dislocated elbow, maybe some sort of turf toe. That's something that's never happened before. Right. Basketball player with turf toe? I think turf it might be that. He'll have
2: turf toe. I think um, Anthony will, like, I think the WCCO weather watcher will fall on him.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love that. that feels you like know, people a... think that we're being ridiculous. Our best oh, player no. a few years ago was out for a long time because he claimed he broke his hand doing knuckle push-ups. Knuckle push-ups. Mm-hmm. The old Kevin Love story. So mm-hmm. none of this stuff is really that far-fetched. That's no. all, this all could for sure happen especially that weather watcher thing. I'm concerned now.
2: Yeah, stay away from Nicollet Mall people.
0: True. So true. So I don't know. I'm I don't I'm more confused than anything cuz they do look like they, look, they they'll be decent. They look like they might actually
2: be they might they might approach fun. They might approach fun. Uh-huh. So that's yeah. that's a that's a warning sign right there that you should be very careful. I mean, I, I, I think Rand is getting dangerously optimistic, and we know where that leads.
0: We're going to have to have an intervention.
2: I know.
1: Honestly, um, with, a Rand intervention. With, a team that, with a team this young, and I, I feel like everybody's likable. And like I said last year, I, just, I want them all to be happy more than anything.
2: Same here. I think That's winning right.
1: would make them happy, and so I want that for them. I want that for every player on that team. Yeah, I think the, the, the most
2: optimistic, realistic scenario has got to be like a 500-year. Yes.
0: Now, that that is that probably, is high-end optimism. Yeah, totally. And we would take that. We would love oh, that. Yeah. One thing that I think is probably going to happen a bunch of times this year is um, Towns is an excitable dude and is an excitable dude and so is D'Lo. Mm-hmm. and Pat Bev is like a very high-energy guy. I think they're going to be the team this year that like is gets some sort of like buzzer beater at the end of the third quarter L. U. by and to go up by 14 going into the fourth and they're just hooting and hollering they're they're hog they're going absolutely shit, and they end up in the fourth quarter getting blown out and they lose by 17 like that's what the team that i think that they're going to be is really fun and exciting and still because they don't actually know how to win they've never won before they're just going to stop trying and be very careless with the ball i'm sensing a lot of blown fourth character leads this year as they're so they just get they just get too excited a little too riled up. So I think they're going it to be a riled blown, up team.
1: Blown fourth quarter leads for the Timberwolves is really going out on the line.
0: <laughs> well, remember, that's so much better than just usually always being down in the fourth quarter. So this is, a, right. just I think, a little different of like they will show us some spark. And, you know, what we'll do is we'll be like, well, they'll turn it around next year, shore up those fourth quarter issues, and then they'll end up being a four seed. And then that won't happen. We'll trade Towns. That's what will happen. So there you go. I also don't think we're going to get Ben Simmons. I'm sorry, John. I just don't think it's going to happen.
1: No, that, that seems unlikely. Yeah, given it that, really does. Given that the Wolves have no players to trade for him.
2: Yeah, they don't have, have good harder. players. Yeah, yep. I mean.
1: Well, do you think they'll take Malik Beasley straight up, or do you think <laughs> we'll have to throw in like a second rounder?
2: Ugh.
0: Yeah, that's been, that's been a fun little saga. I love the soap opera. Um, we need to move
2: on. We're getting It's getting late.
0: It's getting Chris, late, and we haven't, covered,
2: we haven't covered the two things that we have John on the goddamn program for.
0: <laughs> That's why he's here. We haven't even gotten it. John, take it away. What do you think is going to happen at the Wild this year? What's your boner clock? What time is it?
1: Well, Caprizov is back. That's a big Yeah, press. baby. Yes. That's the big mm. part of the old clock. hmm mm-hmm. That was... <laughs> it, it honestly there was such a such a whiplash with that whole scenario because he wasn't signing and there there came a point where he was going to have to miss at least some of training camp because he was still in russia and he hadn't signed his contract yet so he was going to have to sign his contract and then he was going to have to come over here and quarantine and whatever and it just it seemed like one of those this is terrible scenarios and i everybody was writing articles about well you know players understand this they want they they want everybody to get their money and nobody was really willing to write the thing yet where they're like yeah they're pissed that he's missing training camp at this point cuz he could have done this a long time ago so it was it was all sort of heading to like this uh, kind of terrible thing and then he signed and at that point we all found out that he was already in Florida had already done his quarantine, had already gotten vaccinated while he was at it in Florida, just so he could be there at the start of training camp. And it was like the, the, the flood of the outpouring of positive feeling for Capriza. It, it could have powered the Twin Cities for an entire day. It was absolutely delightful. We love him very much. Everyone loves him. He's our, he, he's our sweet, beautiful younger brother slash son, depending on how old you are. And I'm just so excited! I'm so excited to see him back. The Wild are putting a competent center on his line this year instead of Victor Ask. Victor Ask is terrible. Um, Juul Erikssonek is awesome. They're putting they're putting those two on a line with Stu's guy Zuccarello. Zooks. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm excited about it.
2: In Soviet Russia, contract signed you. <laughs>
1: i don't know it's it's i wanted to stay dead silent for that damn it it's a weird time for the wild because they've got exciting players and they're probably going to be pretty good and they might even not only be competent but exciting to watch and that is pretty (laughs) much something we've never had (laughs) pretty much something we've never had for the minnesota wild it's a whole new world so you know it's it's exciting i'm excited
0: Yeah, they're basically like 10th in Vegas odds to win it all. I'll take that,
1: baby. That's awesome. It's really good. Literally every season for the past 20 seasons, they've been exactly (coughs) 16th in the Vegas odds. Like, oh, this will be the last playoff team every year. Right. Right. Okay. They came back and won a preseason game tonight. They scored twice in the last four minutes. It means nothing because... If I True. ran down the wild roster for tonight's game, there are a lot of guys that. Well, yeah, there actually are a lot of guys I don't even know who they are.
2: Can also so. confirm, confirm there were a lot of wild jerseys on the streets of St. Paul tonight. It was very good to see. Restaurants were full, bars were full. It was playoff fever. Feels oh yeah, there's there's You're wild right. wild fever is gripping St. Paul, or it's the Delta variant, one of the two.
1: Probably I don't both. know. I'm excited. We got mm-hmm. we got. We we've got the Timberwolves. Are we just said might be fun? We've uh-huh. got the Wild. We just said might be fun. This could be a good winter, fellas.
2: This is going to um, be it. I I can do a little uh, uh, update here on something with winter sports. Um, John, how many teams are in the Big Ten?
1: Ooh, uh fourteen.
2: Oh.
0: Oh, no. Fourteen. Oh boy,
2: fourteen. Fourteen. I
0: don't like, I don't like um, this line of questioning at all.
2: Uh, where do you think the Associated Press has the Gophers men's basketball team finishing in the Big Ten? I, I, I know you answer, the answer to this.
1: <laughs> remember I know the, the number you just this. said, John. <laughs> uh, they, I don't know what's going on with St. Thomas, but assuming St. Thomas is being added to the Big Ten, the Gophers are picked to finish 15th in the Big Ten. <laughs> which uh, actually fortunate. makes sense, given that <laughs> They literally have an entire... It's
2: like they started a new team from scratch this They year. really did. And, of course, they and have... And the worst part, John, coach. John, the worst part is that all of these, like, incredible prep guys are coming out of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Like, the most, like, names I have heard of. And they're just... No one is staying here, John. No yeah. one. I mean... Gopher basketball is not
1: really a historically successful program, but this might be. This is the low point. This might be a low point. Now That's they'll probably. Right. I I just how could you possibly? Predict? They're going to be wearing name tags until February.
2: <laughs> just having blue blue painters tape on their shirt. yeah Hey, it's Mike. Hi, Mike. What you position know, like, do Saint you play? Ch- you know,
1: like St. John's football would always have their names like across the front of their helmet because mm-hmm. there was 195 guys on the team or whatever, mm-hmm. and there was no other way to remember everybody's name. They're going to have to do that, like with tape on their foreheads this year, because otherwise, how is Ben Johnson going to remember who anybody's name is?
0: I sure? just looked up their roster. I don't recognize a name.
1: That's because Brandon. You thought you might have thought I was joking when I said that they're all new this year, but they're all new this year.
0: Yeah, uh, okay. So once I saw it, Peyton Willis—that's a guy. He played on the team last year, I think.
2: Peyton, no, Eric that was a guy. He Curry. was in the cover of like Madden in like 1998 when he was the running back for the Browns.
0: The Browns, yeah. yeah he's got a couple years of eligibility. He's doing the uh, J.R. Oh, nice. Smith thing, nice. yeah, which
2: is super cool.
0: I do hope that takes off. That's a very fun thing that he did. He realized he had some college eligibility left, and now he's in college as a golfer. J.R. Smith. Did you guys <laughs> that's know awesome. that? No. Yeah. That yeah, it's like uh, some sort of North Carolina college. That should happen way more often. All it pros really go back to college.
2: Have fun. Be free. Have
0: fun. And be free. Go to, uh, court, Eric go to Curry. quarter
2: beer night. Jesus.
0: Yeah, do it. Uh, Eric Curry I've heard of. I feel like he's been on the team.
2: No, I think that's an MTV VJ.
0: Okay. <laughs> no. I think you're right about that. Now, you can't have heard of this name. There is a person on our squad, number 15, Charlie Daniels.
2: He's <laughs> nope. dead. Literally dead. No, that's not a real thing.
0: <laughs> Senior, forward slash center, Charlie Daniels. He's from Georgia. Well, Just of kidding. course
2: he's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Where
0: else do you think you went to?
2: Where else are you going to go when you... Bit of fiddle oh, gold right against old. your soul. He'll make a bet with you.
0: No, he's from he's from Florida, but you
2: know that's that's well, he's if been one half there. the other. Yeah, I Especially mean, yeah, if, if he's in the Panhandle, that's basically Georgia.
0: Same fucking thing. And then who? Chicken I have of the no idea who the rest of these people are. They've got okay. Now I swear to God, this I might be getting trolled. I'm pretty sure they've got a kid on the team from Glenwood, Minnesota. And hold on, I'm not Den, another kid from Grand Marais, Minnesota. These cities don't have basketball?
2: No. Grand Marais got Rough Cat.
0: And that's and, it. Our friend Dylan. That's all and, they've uh, got in Grand and Marais. And Glenwood's
2: got Waterama. And that, I think <laughs> that's,
0: that's it. I love the way you... <laughs> Waterama.
2: That's what the name of their city, their summer fun days are. Because there's, there's a <laughs> lake there. It's called Waterama.
0: Yeah, I know. It's Minnewaska. My family's yeah. from there. I'm a Glenwood man.
2: Uh, Your family's know. not from Minnewaska. You're from the Glenwood they... Broxies, sir?
0: <laughs> I declare! I do declare. That's where my ancestors is from. Wow. Oh. Glenwood. They invented Waterama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, John, my family is from Glenwood, they Starbuck are not. area. Yeah, I know Minnewaska. I know Water's Edge. I know Waterama. I know it all, baby. Softball fields and mm. the Dairy Queen, a couple highways, an old downtown. I mean, I Definitely. couldn't be making this sort of stuff up.
2: But why would you? What's no. your motivation to make that up? <laughs> it would be insane. <laughs> it would be the wrong thing to do. It wouldn't
0: make any sense. No. That's not me, baby. It, um, makes it, it makes
2: as much sense as us talking about Gopher basketball tonight.
0: That's I true. Just, you did this to us. That standard. is my
2: fault. So yeah, I just wanted to like uh, bring us down a little bit. So. We
0: mm-hmm. were a little bit too happy with that uh, wild yeah. talk. Yep. There goes the boner clock. Mm-hmm. Down to six. Down to six. Uh, okay. Well, we put in our hour. We tend to try to wrap it up around there. John, do you have any? Uh, do you have any footy thoughts? Any parting words of wisdom for us? Anything? The floor is
2: yours. Um, I, the, think,
1: uh, I think the Loons are going to make the playoffs.
2: Okay. And since you actually like, reported on the games, that's like actually like, got some heft to it. This is not Jorge right. Polanco. This is actual, <laughs> like, a knowledgeable assessment of the team.
0: Literally are a member of the lamestream media.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think they're genuinely
1: good. I think they've, they've been struggling a little bit lately, but it's been because of a lot of injuries. They're getting healthy now. I think they are the, – the record at the end of the season might not indicate it because of all of the, the things they've been dealing with with injuries and stuff, but I think they're one of the best teams in the Western Conference for sure, and they'll be in the playoffs, and they'll make some
2: noise once they get there. Oh, I wow. love that. that's great. That's a lot of optimism for one show for us.
0: Whew, mm-hmm. it's almost too much. You want? Yeah. Should we get back into this gopher roster? <laughs> Got a guy from New Brighton, Minnesota. I mean – Come, Come on. on. Give me a break. Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. That's not a town.
2: That's, uh, yeah, it actually is. But oh. It's pretty far away, though. I mean, I will say. Charlie that, Daniels.
0: Uh, I wasn't kidding about that. They...
2: <laughs>
1: John, we cut you off. Oh, sorry. I. I was just going to say, I really haven't watched much of the Vikings this year because I've been sleeping every Sunday afternoon because I've been staying up late to watch Minnesota United games, and that is the most bad thing I'm going to say on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, wow. I have to stay up. I have, I have to watch these games, and I have to stay up late and go to the press conference and write my, write my game story, and then I go to bed, and I'm utterly exhausted the next day. Jeez. Well, you asked for it. Who knew that sports writers actually do work?
0: I don't believe it. it that sounds it. amazing.
1: You're the only one, man. You've got this, John. Thanks, yep. guys. I'm, uh, our, our good friend Jerry Zagoda is coming back this week, so it's uh, done. Well,
2: the, well, end so is, so the end is near. I
1: may, I may be able to stay awake for an entire Sunday now.
2: Cool. (laughs) That is sort of the fun part, is that you get to be awake for Lions Vikings. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank goodness.
1: Gather round, family. Daddy's not napping today. We are going to turn on some good old-fashioned football. Matt Millen appears
2: out of nowhere to haunt our home. Yeah. Oh, God, Millen would be a good gift for that game Actually that's that, yeah. Matt mean, Millen's that, like, get me the that fuck out of here That's a mid-tier 12 o'clock game John what are you talking about
1: <laughs> I feel like in the old days Once a season when Matt Millen was on There would be a story in the paper the next day About the number of people who had called The local station to complain <laughs> To try to get him taken off the air Those were the days
2: Yeah and that was when it was Dick Cop. No, sorry, it was him and Dick Stockton, I believe if oh. I remember. Good and was, that Stockton. was that uh, was Dick Stockton is still there, but it's his actual ghost. He actually <laughs> he, he died in 2018, but he's still doing. He is still doing Eagles and Washington football team. That is still the him. only
1: the only broadcaster during the pandemic that called the games not from home but from a bowling alley where he was firing down cigarettes. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, All right.
0: That'll do. We'll see you guys in the spring. It's fun talk.
2: Yeah, it was okay.
1: Yeah, all I am good. Right. I'm gonna go spill some beer on some other stuff. All right, Sweet. I'm pressing stop. Goodbye, everybody. Okay. Skull. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen.